picture that's ever gonna get old. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. It's a good. One. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> we're, we're both all fucking tired, dialed down. Is it? It's Tuesday, right? Yeah. It's not Monday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Okay, I already forgot what day it was. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Everybody went to work. Everybody's tired. But we're back. Good. Um. I'm just going to jump right into something that I have. I've had the opportunity to kind of talk to a few different people about. Uh, a lot of people ask me about my experience in doing all this kind of stuff and getting to meet all all you different, you know, people, characters, different things like that. And uh, it, it was kind of uh, it was kind of fun to be able to have a little realization myself that one of the things that I really enjoy about doing all this, and like it even happened in, in your first podcast, was uh, watching you watching my guests tell their story and listen to their story for the first time, you know, in voice, um, you, you experience like realizations within your story. And it's so cool for me to be able to sit here and and witness like those things come. I can see your face change and I can see your thought process and the realizations that happen while you're telling your story. It's like, it's like I get to sit here and watch a personal growth happening in front of me. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just wanted to acknowledge how fucking cool that is that I get to see that from everybody and I get to to witness it firsthand. You know, it really makes me thankful that you guys are so open to doing this and open to coming on and, you know, realistically just like exploiting your story for the benefit of everybody else. But yeah, it's, it's super cool. And I'm, I'm thankful that there's benefit from for everybody else too. Oh yeah. Because I mean, even even sometimes, you know, when people do say, you know, or talk about their story or a life event, you know, not only can you see their facial expressions change and their mood change and, you know, um, basically their persona glow, you know, become more vibrant towards you. Yep. Um, but also you can kind of put yourself in their shoes when they're telling you that story yeah. from back in the day and yeah. kind of experience, you know what they're going what they went through at that time and place because not only of word of mouth but the body language and yep. their emotions on their face and it's it's like so crazy because knowing just like knowing the shit that i kind of went through and the things that molded me you know um it's just like it, it never ceases to amaze me how different somebody's story could be at the exact same point in another person's life yeah you know, just like the endless possibilities of, of whatever shitstorm it is that's happening to everybody else. And I think that's the real perspective. And this, that's the real vision of why I started this was to hear that and to learn from it. Because I had such a lack of understanding. I did not know. I, I, I missed out on so much growing up. And uh, I missed out on all the, the real uh, important moments of my life that I needed somebody to hold my hand to get me into adulthood. So hearing that I'm definitely not alone, for sure not alone, not even close, is, is you know, it's it's humbling for me and I think for my guests as well. So, um, it's it's personal and it's intimate. And, uh, I mean, I th- if you want to get intimate, we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love it. Um, and I, I will say one thing is... It really, it drives my wants for this to be all that I do that much farther. Because I, I, I was telling somebody the other day, like, I feel bad when I'm recording some of these because my schedule is so fucking tight right now 
that I have to pay attention to the time, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to pay attention to how long this is. I don't want to pay attention to what time it is because of other shit that I have to do. I want so badly for this thing to be funding on its own so I can do this full time. Yeah. And and I can really dedicate, you know, a new level of of intimacy to this and yeah, to where there's not a cutoff time right. or a time limit to it's, talk or anything I, like I, that. I can push this thing to a new level of growth, and I want to so bad. I just need for it to grow. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this next year. Well, well like I said, I'm gonna you know help you out, you know, with you know some equipment that I can, and then yeah. help you also shout out and you know get more listeners in, more people in, and and that's it's it's the little shit. Like uh, you guys all have something. Something valuable to offer, and I love it. I love that it's just been constant support so much, and it, I'm so thankful for it because that's going to be the reason that this thing goes where it's going to go. So, you guys are the real fucking celebrities. Real quick. Yeah? Just look at these. It's, it's, it's slightly terrifying. It is. <laughs> I don't know how to proceed with that one. but yeah no i i definitely understand and you know i i you know appreciate you having the the flow and the mentality that you do and the mentality that you set down you know for you know people not just me but other people to come in here and just talk about their lives and talk about what they feared in the past you know where they're at because you know like we mentioned before a couple times offset that, you know, this does truly help someone build their current foundation of where they're at and where yes. they're trying to get to. A hundred percent, man. And that's the most important thing is the way it's it, it started off for me. Selfishly as that sounds, it started off for me. Um, but the direction that it's taken on its own is I've come to realize that there are so many people that have this outrageous amount of perspective and story that they just you don't get to tell because we all get lost in translation we all get lost in this life in our emotions and our day-to-days you know and everybody has such an amazing story that'll give me that perspective mm-hmm. and the to be able to be that conduit to get people to say their story and realize some things and even hopefully push them in a better direction Oh yeah, I love it because it's that's exactly what it's doing for me. And I agree one hundred percent. So I love it. I'm excited. I oh, know I could see the tears in your eyes. <laughs> of excitement. I'm too tired to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drink a little bit more, then maybe I'll cry. Yeah. Where do you work anyway? I work for the city of Phoenix. Hmm. I do uh, solid waste uh, or public waste. Public Works Department. I was, uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't think we ever... I don't even know where he works, and I know the dude. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I drive your trash trucks. The <laughs> trash trucks that wake you up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Well, I'm up. I'm out of here at 5. <laughs> well, on your off days, <laughs> I wake you up. And I'll sit there purposely knowing that I'm waking you up and control Great. that arm. Where's your route look like? Uh, so we go anywhere from... I've always kind of wondered how that works when some asshole calls out. Yeah. I mean, somebody's picking that up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Really? Like today. Oh, I had shit. I had four maps, uh, so which is four neighborhoods, 
Um, and they can range anywhere from 5 to 10 blocks to 52 blocks. Do you get a, you get a new route every day? Really? Yeah. Oh, that seems so unorganized. So Monday, uh, you know, will be uh, like the 51 and uh, like Shea area. Right. Um, Tuesday will be, you know, like Bell Road area. Um, you know, Bell Road and like. So the farthest we go out is 64th Street in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farthest south uh, my yard goes is, I want to say, like Camelback. Um, everything north of Camelback we cover uh, some parts. And then we go all the way up to sometimes Black Canyon City, 67th Ave and Hap Valley, all the way out to 107th Ave. No shit. Yeah. And That's then fucking the wild. The south yard will do South Mountain, Ahwatukee, um you know, they'll cover all the way up to, like, I want to say Northern Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our East Yard, um, which they'll cover everything, like, going into, like, Mesa area. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's insane. Wow. How the fuck did I get away without knowing all this? Because you don't put it in perspective. <laughs> I didn't think about <laughs> it. But uh, We're both out there just picking shit up. Yeah, I mean, you know, there would be days like so. I work from five thirty a.m. and you know we just moved back to our five eights. So instead of working four tens, which was five thirty to four, um, with you know, some day like week one I would have Monday off, week two I would have Tuesday off, and it would just rotate like that. And then once a month I would have a four day weekend, which was really nice, you know, because then I would be able to plan, you know travel events and stuff like that and you know i would lose use less vacation days um but that got abused because people were abusing the system oh absolutely and taking more time off yeah i can see that uh so we were forced to go back to five eights so which is monday through friday so i work 5 30 a.m to 2 p.m but we call it 5 14s because you don't go home until everyone's serviced Hmm. So every last can on that route that day is service. So if you finish up with your stuff, then you're going to end up picking up somebody else's slack? Yep. What the fuck kind of shit is this? How long has it been like that? Since ever. Damn. Dude, you know what's fucked up? is that I think there's been a multiple times in my life where I've fucking thought about how they do their thing. I was like, because I've never seen any consistent, especially living here. I've never seen a consistent driver, never seen a consistent time. So I'm always like, what the fuck is like, are they just short? I know they're shorthanded. I know they're shorthanded. That's been expressed to me. There was, I think, like two or three weeks in a row last year where they were like, they sent out a letter. They were like, hey, we're really sorry. Uh, It's not going to be every week. Just put them out every week and we'll do our best. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and sometimes we have to come in on Saturdays. Oh, my God. But usually that's, you know, the supervisors and everyone else that comes in, you know, so... That's fucking wild, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, I'm in uh, that, that truck cab at a ninety degree angle because I'm so tall. Yeah. For twelve hours a day. Oh yeah, well, I feel you on that one, dude. You get to drive a right hand truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to ask that too. Yeah, I get to drive right hand truck. Um, 
I can be as loud as I want with no care. You don't give a fuck. No. Don't need to give a fuck. That's one thing I always do feel bad about. Yeah, and, and and some of the things that we find in the trash cans. Ah, that's another question, man. How the fuck do you guys, like, determine if something is, like, incorrect or if they, they threw something in there that they're not supposed so, to? So, like, if I come to your house and, you know, clamp your trash can and, mm. you know, the arm is struggling to put it up. Mm-hmm. Then I'll get out and double check. It's and got like you, a solid weight limit. Yeah, oh. if it has like cement or dirt or in it or anything, we call we call it in. And then next thing you know, you have a supervisor at your front door saying, "Don't do that shit." Yep. Oh God. Yep. That's crazy. I didn't even think about the truck telling you when it was too heavy. I mean, it doesn't really tell you. Can you can well, kind of well, if you listen to it? Yeah, if you listen to it and yeah. see the way the arm works and how it lifts up and everything, but. Those arms are powerful. Are they? I, um, you know, we have uh, we have MRAPs, we have rapid rails, we have you know we have different kinds of trucks that do different type of things, and then a rapid rail. It's uh, you know I love the rapid rail because the whole arm comes out like a V, and you pick up that trash can from you know fully extended and it goes straight down in the same position that you picked up, which is cool, mm-hmm. uh, because you know like your neighborhood. You know, driving down it, just coming here today. This fucking street, dude. Seeing all the cars parked in front of the neighborhoods. You know, there would be people that put their trash cans purposely a foot and a half away from their vehicle Mm -hmm. to try to get us to damage their vehicle so they can sue the city. Are you fucking with me? Nope. And then they'll put it up against, you know, the three-foot walls. Why does this surprise me? And to try to get us to knock down their walls. I don't want anyone to talk about alleyways. (laughs) <laughs> it's alleyways the trucks are you know fit in there like a glove and then you have to pick up a um a 300 gallon trash can dude that is so yeah the big motherfuckers yeah that's so crazy like my brain is just logically automatically keep the trash cans as open and in a, in a good area so they can just do their thing mm-hmm. i never in my fucking wildest dreams would have thought about putting it close to my truck Oh yeah, and there's there's people that put dead animals in there. There's people that put you know other people in there sometimes, <laughs> like especially in alleyways. I shouldn't laugh. Uh, <laughs> it's hard not you, to laugh. The way you said it, they put other people in there. Um, you know, and especially in alleyways, we gotta watch out for the homeless. You know, because they could be under a cardboard box and we don't see them. We just think it's trash. We run over that cardboard box. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to get out and move that. Does that does that frequently happen? South Mountain, yeah. Fuck, dude. You know, and... How fucking bizarre. Yeah. That's a lot of liability. And especially in the wintertime. Homeless will jump into trash cans to stay warm. Really? And you won't know someone's in there until, you know, you pick them up and dump them in the bay. And you have a camera that looks in the bay, so you're able to see what comes out of that trash can. Mm. And if a body pops out or a dog pops out or anything, you're supposed to stop all operations. (laughs) The asshole part of me wants to say, that's not a you problem. But I know how, for one, you work for the city. Mm -hmm. So anything that goes wrong is going to be a you problem. Yep. Right? Pretty much. It's going to be your ass no matter what. doesn't matter who fucked up what. Yep. Damn. What the hell, dude? So even though that, you know, people see these trash trucks speeding through the neighborhoods, you know, because not only are we trying to get done as soon as we can, but we're being safe at the same time. You know, it's super crazy because, like, I have a a unique perspective 
for working. I, I, I don't work with the trash company at all. I don't work with the city at all. But we get put in predicaments in the morning because a lot of times I'll be in neighborhoods, potentially fucking vertical in the street, which means that nobody's getting through. And I'll be picking up a car from a driveway or whatever the case may be. Or if I have to go along a sidewalk on trash day, it means I'm blocking somebody's cans. And I'll see the trash truck and i got to figure out, do I have enough time? Does he have enough time? Or sometimes, because I'm me, I'll just fucking move the cans so, yeah. he, so he can get to them. And I'll try and... Co- we're two big-ass trucks in the neighborhood. So I try to cooperate with him to try and figure it out. And most of the time, they're not assholes. Yeah. Sometimes they are, though. So as long as you move the cans, if you know you're going to be blocking cans, yeah. and you move the cans to where we're still able to service them, then we're happy. I, I try to be cooperative because my truck is more of a fucking sore than yours is. Yeah. So it's... But... That's fucking Nine wild. times out of ten, I have to make a 30-point turn just to turn around. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is fuck. Damn. Wow. Especially when we're fully loaded. Top-heavy as hell. Really? Oh, my God. It's scary sometimes. How long have you been doing that? Since January. Beginning of January. And I just got released back to work. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I was injured. Hmm. So from April 28th to... August 22nd. It's enough time to get a handle on the shit. Yeah, I I definitely got a handle on everything that I need to. That's fucking bizarre. But I'm, I'm not a pro by any means, but... No, but eight months is pretty solid. Yeah. What else, dude? That's got to be a new world of shit. I'm so curious right now. Oh. When I was a kid, I fucking loved those trucks. You should... You should, Oh, the kids. The kids, like, when we went through training... They were saying, you know, kids love you guys. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's true. You have to watch out for them running out oh, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a, I've had so many kids run out in the middle of the road in front of me so many times or come up right next to the arm when I'm going out to grab something. <laughs> right. It's a nine-foot reach yeah. that the arms come out, and then it goes into a four-foot, you know, or a three-foot, depending mm-hmm. on how big the grippers are, you know, and... There were some times where I had to get out and yell at the parents, you know, just out of fear for the child. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, especially in South Mountain, I don't hold back. Damn, dude. Wow. But, I mean, no matter how stressful our day is going or how much of a shit day we're having, the moment we see a kid and their parents' arms are standing there waving us down, you know, you know, it just... Everything stops. All the bullshit goes away. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. It makes you feel real good. Yeah. I can definitely agree with you, and that's one of my favorite moments is when you notice that there's a kid just fucking spaced out watching you. Yeah. Smiling, laughing, doing whatever they do. They're just like, oh, my God. (laughs) What the fuck is that? I want one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's cool, man. So, you know, it's, it's... What a unique opportunity. Yeah, it's, you know, definitely working for the city is a life changer, I'll tell you that much. Um, in a good way, hopefully? Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, I've heard, I've, it, it's supposedly always been a really, really good place to be. The benefits are phenomenal. Yeah, that's always been the, the story. The pension plan, I mean, I, I believe we're the only city that still holds a pension. The city of Phoenix? Yeah. Just it's 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 almost like 
lucky that the city of Phoenix is so wide in such a weird way because it covers so much ground in strange fucking directions. Oh. I, it's, <laughs> Our it's, city lines are fucked up. Oh, yeah. I mean, 67th Avenue Valley, right? Yeah. So the west side where QT is is Peoria. Where Circle K is and Fries is? Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> the north side of that, um, like on the east side of 67th, Phoenix. Terramar, Peoria. Um, does, does Peoria, do you guys Mc, talk, McDonald's in the same complex, right? Yeah. McDonald's, Fries, Glendale. Okay. <laughs> so this. The parking lot is split up into three different cities. Got your own four corners over there. Yeah. And do you? I, I assume Glendale has its own thing. Yeah. So Glendale, uh, Glendale and Peoria, they have set times, so they don't work as many hours as we do. Well, it's a lot smaller too. Yeah. Especially Peoria. But I mean, they they have like five thirty a.m. to you know two. Hmm. And if they don't get all their canned service, oh well, they're all going home. That's that's crazy. That's a crazy way to think about. Yeah. Hmm. So and, and a lot of people think that we just sit in the cabs all day and drive, which, which is, you know, what we do. But, you know, when we tip a trash can, guess what? We gotta get out and clean up all the trash. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not. I mean, it, you might just sit in the cab. But that's the one. It's 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 one of the the most presumptuous statements that I also get that I can't stand. People say, "Well, you're in your truck all day." Like, yeah. I'm, if you think it's that fucking easy, then come on, then. Oh, during the summertime. Yeah. We don't want to fucking get out. Yeah, I don't want to get out either. Yeah. But we, guess what? Sometimes you gotta. I got twelve air vents blowing on me, full blast, and the inside of my truck will be like fifty-four degrees. <laughs> and I'll be loving life. So they they take care of the AC in them. Sometimes. For the most part. Yeah. And, you know, um, but, uh, you know, wintertime, turn off that AC, and if a can knocks over, I'm like, oh, no, I have to get out. Oh, darn. I get to warm up a little bit. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Some of those trash cans are heavy. Yeah. No, I believe it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How long were you uh, out of work for? April 28th to August 22nd. That's today. right. You just told me that. Yeah. Sweet. That was hell. What were you doing before the city? Heavy haul transportation for precision mm. rentals. Really? Yeah. Do you have a CDL? Yeah. feel like, did we go through this already? I mean, you have to have your CDL to do the job I do. Yeah. Oh, for the trash trucks? Mm-hmm. Really? It just keeps getting more fucking amazing. Yeah, you gotta do your class A. It's a good thing these lights don't feed off energy, because I'd be fucking blowing them out the sockets right now. Yep, and then before Precision Rentals, I was a military contractor, uh, DOD. Um, I was working for a company uh, under the United States Army called, uh, it was a log cap. Um, You know, and I was, uh, you know, for people that, you know, our prior military experience, uh, my main... MOS was 88 Mike transport. Um, so I would transport Humvees, tanks, helicopters, helicopter parts, weapons, uh, medical supplies, uniforms across all 50 states and, you know, up and into uh, Canada, uh, which was, you know, really fun. You know, uh, some of the best uh, mental rehab uh, for anyone is to be on the open road. 
But, I mean, just being on the open road is peaceful. It sucks the first couple months, but you learn to adapt to it. And, you know, I'd be gone two to three months and then home four days and then gone two to three months again. Just doing heavy haul shit? Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd drive through blizzards, hurricanes, you mm. know, all types of, you know, anything. Precision keep you loaded most of the time? Uh, yeah, that's that's when I was with Precision. We were local, and mm. then they have a branch up in Colorado. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, uh, you're talking be- about military. Yeah, but before Precision, I was military contractor. And then before military contracting, I worked for Warner Enterprises, which is who helped me get my CDL. And I was just doing general freight. And that was during COVID. That was during all the riots. So that was really fun because they told us, they're like, oh, you guys are from Arizona can't bring your gun with you yeah no i still brought my gun with me there's like what what is there like 38 states that your ccw will cooperate with yeah something like that i don't remember but but still you know you're in a semi you're in a million dollar semi carrying unknown freight sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know you would have people sit there and you know it'd be a lot lizards and you know people trying to steal your load or you know while you're sleeping and all that so that I've seen different parts of the country that I never would want to see if I traveled to places. I've been to all 50 states. There was one thing like doing the job I'm doing now. I wish that I wish that I would have taken the opportunity to try and get my CDL earlier because now all the, the regulations are through the roof and the, the amount of training time that's required is not possible. You know how much money you could be a wrecker? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's always been a fucking struggle for me though, because like, I'm not, I've never been accepting of the, the 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 tow truck lifestyle, so like the hours and shit, I've I've been, f- I I don't, I don't settle for that. I can't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like I'm good at the job. I'm a I'm a tow operator. Yeah, but I don't want those fucking hours. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the company I'm with now, that actually that we have a schedule. I go in, I do my thing, I'm off by five, I come home. It's the end of my day. Well, I'm, I'm six. I'm, lu- th- I'm lucky if I get off at five. I'm six to five, so that's not that great. Part-timer. <laughs> Part-timer. Oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> but I wish I would have taken the opportunity years ago to get my CDL. Just, I, I, I want to say just to have it, but on the same token, I never wanted the responsibility. It's a lot of fucking responsibility. Yeah, I know. And and now if you get a ticket, it's not just going to be a fucking ticket now. There's a lot of things that go with normalized traffic citations when you have your CDO. Yeah. And you're you're held to a higher standard because you're a professional driver. Right. And that's the thing is like and a lot and a lot of people laugh at us when we say, "Oh, we're professional drivers," you know. And that's me being, you know, 29. You know, and talking to a 50-year-old that's been driving since he was 14, you know. Right. He would consider himself a professional driver with a clean record, but legally, I'm the professional driver. But maintaining that clean record is not easy to do. No, like especially that, when you like to off-road. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, see, that's, that's a perspective I have, too, because I fuck around with my vehicles. Yeah. And I fuck around with, you know, I'm... I'm not reckless on the road, but there's there's almost 8 million people in the valley. 
Yeah. And you want me to just assume that I'm going to be able to keep that clean? Oh, yeah. And, like, for me, like, the biggest thing, you know, trying to keep a clean record is, and now that I have my state trust land pass, which is only $25 a year, hmm. so that gives me full range to go on any state trust land I want. You know, and I can have up to four people with me at any given time in my personal truck. Good little tidbit. Um, you know, I, when I'm off-roading or I'm on a highway and I see a dirt trail, I'm like, hmm, I wonder where that dirt trail goes. Mm-hmm. And it sucked when I was a semi-driver, 48 state. I have, if, if I open up my maps and show you how many pinpoints I have in different states of dirt trails that look good, you'd be shocked. I have to state, and I'm going to call myself out here, but my dumb ass was about to ask you why it's 48. We're just going to leave it alone. I had a dumb moment. Are you sure you're not blonde? No, I'm not. Not after that. (laughs) Why did you only go to 48? Mm. Well, technically, I was 49. Yeah, well, we're going to leave it alone. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool, though. And you're allowed to just drive on those? What, on the dirt roads? Yeah. Eh. Allowed and not recommended. Yeah, especially in Montana, not really recommended. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean. That's pretty cool. I've seen, I've seen some amazing places, fish some amazing places. Like, a lot of people think that truck drivers just drive. I mean, we do. But I had fishing poles in the back of my truck 24-7. And when I was in Seattle, I was stuck in Seattle for two months. Mm-hmm. My truck broke down. Oh, shit. So, you know, I got a rental car. I got a hotel. And every fucking day, 12 hours, I was at, I was on the border of Oregon and Washington fishing. And then I'll drive up to Seattle. I'll drive up to the north part, go to the island, fish. And it was cold as hell, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> but I was getting paid $50 a day, which sucked. But, yeah, I was still getting paid to fish. Right. I mean, you're stuck. You, you know? Yeah. Not a whole lot of options there. Yeah, and by the time my truck got fixed with my partner uh, that I was driving with, uh, there was a blizzard coming in from Canada. Oh, shit. And it was supposed to hit Flagstaff by Wednesday. So we got our truck early Monday morning around, like, 7 o'clock. And we looked at each other and, like, yeah, we're quitting. We're, we're going to leave this company. Got on the phone with dispatch. I'm like, hey, try to get us a load. And they're like, oh, no load for another week. We're like, all right, we're coming back to Phoenix. We'll be there by Wednesday. And they're like, what? Hung up. We got from Washington to Phoenix in two days. Kids are switching and sleeping. Yep. They're like, nope, we're done. Yeah, and that storm was on our ass probably about three miles on our ass and we could see it the whole fucking time that's something crazy to think about too is all the downtime that you don't ever hear about with truckers yeah i've seen them i've seen them parked in you know docks for days on end maybe waiting for an unload or maybe something's broken like you said or whatever the case may be and now being on the other end of that too is we pick up a lot of guys and some there's there is occasions where we pick up guys that have to sleep in our yard for a day, in their sleeper, mm-hmm. because they don't have a fucking choice. Like, yeah, they're not from here. Yeah, that's their home. Yeah, home away from home. And they'll sleep in the yard for a day and then get a hotel until their shit gets handled. I, I can't tell you how many times I've taken my semi camping, 
That's the funniest thing ever. Because <laughs> you'll see people set up there with their, their actual tents. And then they're here, a 389 Pete, coming through the dirt roads, Jake Brake and all. Yeah. And, you know, I'll come through and just fucking bulldoze my way through. And <laughs> Excuse me. They're like, they come up to me and they're like, are you camping? I'm like, yeah, I got the next three days off. Why don't you take your personal vehicle? I'll be in West Virginia and I'll be like, I'm from Arizona. They're like, oh. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah, and then there's times where I spent three nights in a row on highways because of accidents. Jesus. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like rest stops or just the side of highways? No, in the middle of the fucking highway. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone there is fucked. All the pedestrian vehicles are fucked. We're fucked, but we're living life because I have my Xbox. I got a four three inch TV. I got Wi-Fi. Right. I got cell phone boosters. Um, you know, I got a fridge, microwave, grill. I got all the food I ever need because I went grocery shopping beforehand, knowing where I was going. Right. And you know, that's when you see everyone get together and they'll have a cookout in the middle of the highway. I've seen that bullshit on TV, but I've never really. Yeah. Thought, thought about where or how it could happen. You know, if if you have a regular semi where you don't have a toilet, then you juggle with the law at that point. You piss in a bottle, you know, which is illegal to have in your semi. Do the sleepers have pissers? Not all of them. Only the custom ones. Not once did I ever think about that. Yeah. I've never been in a sleeper. I was in a custom sleeper, so I had queen-size bed. I had, you know, all your apartment, all your house amenities, stove kitchen seen how i've seen how long some of those fucking sleepers are dude some of those things are like three wide and i'm like god damn it's an apartment on fucking wheels yeah that's literally what mine was and mine was yellow (laughs) your truck yeah it was yellow and i'm talking it was huge it was on bags it was Mm. it was nice i'll I'll pull up a picture for you that's fucking cool i've thought about kind of going over the road before too that'd be that'd be something to do you get homesick very easily. But, you know, that's a way that you can adapt to yourself to not get homesick. So I went camping in this truck. Triple axle, 379. Was it was it two with a pusher or just... Jesus Christ. No, that's not a pusher. That is a straight triple axle. Mm-hmm. That thing is sinister, dude. Yeah. Damn. Is that military? Uh, private contract when I was doing that. Private, yeah, fuck. And then... Nice-ass truck. Let's see. This was our tank trailer. And this is my uncle's semi. That thing's beautiful. Look how many tr- tires yeah. that trailer has. Right as you said it, I was like, wow. <laughs> I don't think there's enough fucking... Uh, Enough axles under it, the trailer. I think I have like 38, 40 tires. I'm not going to know. Dude, have you, been, have you been next to one of those fuckers when they have a blowout? Yeah, that I've is, been in them. That is not a... I'm sure being in them, like when my truck has a blowout, you hear it. You hear it and you have to look to see if it was you. But when you're next to a fucking semi with a load that has a blowout, it's like a gunshot. I've felt it in my chest. Here's the sleeper. That's not a sleeper, dude. That's a house. 
The thing's bigger than my house. Yeah. Costs well, more than your house, too. How much is... Oh, I believe it. By a long shot. 550000 How much is... What's in... How much is... I don't even know where to start. What What's all in there? What's not in there? I got shower, toilet. I got all amenities. Um, here's it without the trailer. Holy shit, look at those work boxes. That thing is wild looking. Those work boxes? And I bet it lights the fuck up. Oh, yeah. You know what sucks about those lights? The ch- we call them chicken lights? Yeah. One light goes out, $50 ticket. What? <laughs> yeah. If a DOT or a state trooper really wants to fuck with you. And they're good about it on the 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think the 10's bad? The I-80 sucks. I-80 is the most dangerous highway ever. Where's 80 run through? At, where does it not run through? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Right, see, this is how let's say, no, I don't know shit. So, let's see. 80 goes through Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa. That's why it sounds familiar, because I spent a little bit of time in Iowa. Chicago. Uh, Salt Lake City, Nevada, um, Utah, and into California. Damn. It's the most dangerous highway. And then second to the most dangerous highway. I've been pulled over on I-80 for a window tent. Oh, I have two in the semi. That's a fun ticket. <laughs> I told them the same thing everybody else does. Oh, the truck's from Arizona. I don't care. That's what they say. Yeah, he he pulled me over. He initiated the traffic stop in Omaha. I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, he initiated the traffic stop in Omaha. So he lit me up in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, which is funny. Uh, and he didn't stop me until I got into um, Des Moines. Jesus, Iowa, dude. Because I was military. That's like... We're not supposed to stop for anything. Like and, two hours? Yeah, and we had our, our convoy, my convoy, uh-huh. my security convoy, get on the radio with him. It was like, you're attempting to pull over an active military convoy. And he did anyway? Yeah, he's, he's hung out and he's like, we're going fuel in Des Moines. And he's like, all right, I'll talk to the driver there. That doesn't feel right. No, yeah. and it was it was a different state trooper at the time. But, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, we're pulling you over about your window tent. It was like, we're military contracting. We have to. No. Did so. you get a ticket? Fuck no. I was like, how, how fucking deep does this one go? <laughs> how fast did he get fired? Oh, he... He got talked to. I'm sure. I don't know how stupid you have to be to pursue something after they say there's a military convoy. All right, well, I'm going to follow you. Um, well, I mean. The fuck you are. We had my semi. So the black semi I showed you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a little bird that was tarped. Clearly, you knew it was a helicopter. And right. It just had a tarp on it. <laughs> And then we had two Dodge Caravans in front and two Dodge Caravans in the back filled with mirror time security. 
and they're there to protect me because there would be people that would try to stop the convoys to try to steal the load. Mm-hmm. And there's been multiple times, you know, going through different states where people get in and cut me off and get in between the lead vehicles and that back hatch opens up and there's a fucking M249 pointed at them. I mean, I've never tested my luck, but I've always been kind of curious to see what happens when you get involved with those things. You go, you go, it's federal. There's like, there's like a bunch of little, and I don't even know what the fuck they are, but there's like, there's several little like base looking things around Phoenix and Scottsdale. What are those? Uh, those are the National Guard bases. The they're just like those little tiny ones that have like yeah. big ass camel vehicles sitting everywhere. Yep. Uh, so Seventh Seventh Ave, Seventh Street. You take that down. Um, and, uh, there's a little, uh, it's an outpost, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they just hold vehicles there. We, fu- we fucking have them. There's a lot of them out here. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a little, uh, national guard base right here. Um, fuck, where is it? But then you see them on the freeway. You see like a bunch of fucking Humvees and you'll see semis and shit and everything is, everything's tan and green. Yeah. Like it's very clear that you should probably not get involved with whatever they're doing. Yeah, right next to, um, it's not Camelback Mountain. Fuck, where is it? Hmm. I know what you're talking about. I drive by that one pretty often. It is by Camelback. Yeah. I just don't remember how close. Yeah. But I drive by that one a lot. They have Blackhawk helicopters there and everything. And I'm always like, there's tanks in there and shit. Yeah, there are. Tanks pointing at the goddamn street. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yo, dude. What's going on in there? And how do I get it? No. Yeah, and I've been in there so many times. Fuck. That's wild, dude. And then you got the military base up in Flagstaff. You got the one in Tucson. Yeah, and then there's fucking one in... There's one down here, Luke. There's, yeah. I, I, I feel, you got one in Yuma. I feel bad for anybody that tries to attack Arizona. Yeah. It's not going to end well. Yeah, and it, you've been to the dunes, right? So if you go, like, uh, the washes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go far enough down the washes, you'll see the Marines train down there. No shit. Yep. Come in, they come in, and they train, and you can see the troops drop, and you hear gunfire and everything, and they're doing live live training. It's so crazy to think about because, like, it, I mean, I, I personally believe that it's probably for good reason. For one, we have one of the five largest airports in the U.S. Uh, we have the, the power grid for probably most of the southwest you know what i mean yeah and between those two things the threat the, and threat, the hoover dam and the fucking hoover dam yeah we we have we carry a lot of very very precious things here and uh if if that power plant was to blow up it'd be a nuke and the whole city would be wiped out it's not just this this oh yeah we'd lose like four or five states yeah it's so bizarre and i mean if if hoover dam broke yeah we would be flooded. Yeah, we would be flooded. If and Lake Pleasant broke, we would be flooded. Right. Because yeah, we're in a fucking valley. Yeah. It's just like living in a big hole, you know? Exactly. No biggie. I can't swim. It's whatever. You can't? No, I can swim. I just oh. don't. <laughs> like, I'm a big guy, so I can swim, but I'm kind of a big rock. Yeah, I'm, I'm two by four, so I just float. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> just put my arms out and just go for the ride. But I guess kind of makes sense. I get to go on uh, Luke quite a bit. Yeah, I, to, I miss going on there. Just to tow shit. Sometimes it's scary trying to get on there. I miss hitting on the gate guards, the hot female ones. 
and peace. I don't get to see them. Yeah, they they usually work nights. I just get my truck searched for a split second, and then they tell me to go. I'm like, all right. A split second, really? Yeah, they don't they don't search my shit at all. They say, open every every door that you can and get out. So I like open my lunch box. I open the glove box. I open my work boxes. Walk away. By the time I get to where I'm walking, they're like, "Okay, you're clear. Go." That was good. Good talk, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you. <laughs> the longest search I ever had through Blue Air Force was two hours. Jesus. Fuck. What were you driving? The semi, the black one. That's why. Because that thing looks like Satan should be driving it. Yeah. So. Little did they know, Satan's brother. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, but, you know, before the whole semi thing, before me even in a CDL, you know, I worked at Wells Fargo. I was personal banker for Wells Fargo for three and a half years. You know, um, I always kind of wondered about doing that. Is that weird? It sucks. Okay. That answers that. It sucks. Don't do it. Well, I just, I think it really just derives from me wanting to be in a job where I'm like clean. Oh, I wore suits all the time. It was nice. Yeah, I bet it's fucking nice. I and then the I b- got moved to the call center. I wore this to work. <laughs> but, you know, um, and then before Wells Fargo, I was a mechanic, you know. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I was Toyota, Learnmill, Lear- Toyota, Dodge. Um, I worked at Service King Auto Body. I was a body tech for a while, um, which sucked. But, you know, I got to learn some, you know, valuable things. Sure. Um and then before that, I worked at McDonald's, IHOP, mm. um, you know, and all my friends were like, oh, you're finally going to get fat. Nope. Did not. Did not. Sold two by four. Do you remember growing up through school that the teachers used to threaten you with, do you want to be flipping burgers for the rest of your life? Yeah. Can I, can I, I would just like to express all the teachers listening, how much of a stigma that put on my fucking brain. <laughs> Because I could never get a job flipping burgers because of you fuckers. Oh, yeah. But, no, it's funny because <laughs> my buddy, my my buddy I graduated with, he used to, you know, get in trouble for talking shit back to the teachers. Mm-hmm. And now he flips burgers for a living. And he makes over $200,000 doing it. Fuck. Yeah. Where's he flipping burgers? Want to know where he started out? No. McDonald's. God damn it. And he worked his way up to a manager. Okay, that's reasonable. And now he owns four McDonald's. They don't fucking tell you that when you're in school. No. They don't tell you that shit because that's... He drives a fucking LaFari uh, Ferrari. The, the, the La Ferrari? Yeah. Are you fist fucking me? No. Great. I'm going to start a whole new career adventure now. <laughs> <laughs> and McDonald's paid for all this college. All the schooling, everything. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I know. So. And to think that, you know, nine times out of ten when the ice cream machine is broken, we just don't want to make ice cream. Yeah, no, I know. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed that. After the after the tenth time hearing it, I'm like, they're fucking lying to me. I just, I wa- I just wanted the, the St. Paddy's Day the, one. The thing that pissed me off the most working for McDonald's is getting coned. Getting coned? Yeah, working drive through, give someone an ice cream cone, they throw it right back at you. Why the fuck would they do that? Kids. Yeet. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's, it's kind of fucked up because I do see plenty of videos of it now. But I don't understand why you would do that back before we had cell phones. No. Yeah. 
What a dick. And after, like, the first one and the second one, we're like, oh, ice cream machine's broken. Well, fuck, now I understand. I don't like that I understand. Well, that's bullshit. Or nine times out of ten, we're like, yeah, ice cream machine's broken. And one of our employees would be getting themselves an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fucking kids. Fuck them kids. Wow. I mean, I had someone come through and order 20 fu- 25 ice cream cones in oh. the middle of the summer. Oh, no. Unacceptable. Yeah. And they wanted them large. I will say the more we talk about McDonald's, the more I want to go order 20 fucking nuggets. I don't like their nuggets. Never have. The the new ones, well, I say new ones. They've been around for a long time now. But the ones that we had growing up were a lot better. I don't know. The Wendy's diff- chicken nuggets? Oh. Never had them. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm missing out now. They're amazing. Great. Fuck my diet tonight. Do you, do you know the ones that, you, the frozen ones that you buy at the store? You put them in your air fryer? And they're all, like, soft and, like, really good and seasoned. I don't, Wendy's. I don't buy any of those either. Oh. Skinny kid problems. Skin. <laughs> Clearly, I'm healthy. <laughs> God. All right, well. But, I mean, even, and then, you know, but before all that, you know, and, you know, for some of the people that I have came to me and talked to me, you know, about the last episode already. Oh, um, you've already got feedback. Yeah, I have. It's only been dropped for a couple of days. I know. I know a lot of people. Oof. Sorry about that, bud. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but, you know, after after the whole court case and, you know, when I transferred schools, you know, uh, went to Santa Day O'Connor, graduated from O'Connor, you know, going into my senior year, it's like nothing even happened. All that drama with the court case and my stepsisters, nothing even happened besides when I Went to a party and got thrown through the front door, through the front window, and had 36 staples in the back of my head. Oof. Um, you know, the guy, you know, uh, you know. before I continue this, you know, I never wish, wish, wish death upon anyone, you know, unless they absolutely deserve it. But, you know, that's very rare. Right. The guy that did that to me, his name is Kyle Fredrickson, um, and, you know, Mar- U.S. Marshals picked him up in New Mexico. He got sentenced to jail, which then led into prison. He had a daughter to take care of. Because he did so good on paying 100% restitution of medical bills and everything and all that, you know, well, I went to court and got him out early. Uh, that way he could be in his daughter's life and, you know, turn around his life for the better. Did he? Uh, yeah, for a little bit. Um, For a little bit. And then back in 2019, I got news that, you know, Kyle died. Mm. Um, You know, which, you know, I, there's always an order. Mm. It's not us. Go ahead. Okay. There's always like a order protection to where he couldn't come anywhere near me because there'd still be, you know, verbal threats and, you know, voicemail threats and everything. Um, But, you know, he, he passed away. And, you know, for the, a lot of people may think this is weird, but, you know, through the interaction I had with him before he, you know, jumped me, you know, and getting to know, you know, a little bit about who he was, you know, made me feel like, you know, if things didn't go the way that things did between me and him, we would have been friends. Um, And when I got the news that he did pass, you know, I'm not going to lie, I shed a tear. Sure. 
And but whether or not it was always the best history, there was still a history. Yeah, there was still a history. It was a respectable amount we, of knowledge. We had so many mutual friends, it wasn't even funny, you know. They just didn't put two and two together that I was the guy that he went to prison over, you know. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that before we get into another story, but I want to end this on a good note. Because what you just said, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm hearing, but what you just said was that you found value in something so negative that happened in your life. Somebody that had such an initial negative impact, you found value in what he was trying to accomplish. Still, and still at the end of the day, respected who he was when he passed away. Yeah. So I think what I'm saying is, even if somebody only expresses a negative value in your life at one point in time don't take that knowledge for granted because you don't know what it's going to mean to you at a later date exactly everybody's impact means something to your life for one reason or or another honestly if it wasn't for kyle doing what he did to me and you know threatened me in the way he threatened me you know um you know i wouldn't have some of the outlooks i have in life now exactly and that's that is truly truly valuable because now you have a more positive outlook on things because of what he did. Yeah, and you know, as as messed up as some of you may think that may sound, it's you know, it's you know, no matter how negative someone can be towards you, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just look at them as a negative. You gotta look. You gotta try to do a deep dive and try to find a positive in that matter. And that's exactly it. Is every experience that you have can be used for a positive reason. I, I believe that. And I know that sound that's a stretch, believe me when I say that. I'm like there's things that are not gonna go well with that. And I get that, but it's all it all depends on who you let it make you. Yep. So that's a fucking great, great note to end this on. Yep. Rest in peace, Kyle. Yep, rest in peace. Um But I mean, uh one thing I I do wanna touch bases before we, you know, end this is after he died, you know, it took me a little bit, but I reached out to his family and it was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry for the loss. You know, you know, I, I told him straight up, I don't wish death upon anyone. I know we had our differences, but, you know, if there's anything you guys need, let me know. That's an amazing thing to do, to come back from somebody who was once your enemy and say, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. So that's fucking great. Because, you know, like I said, we have a lot of mutual friends and over the years, you know, some of the mutual friends that we had, I even talked to them about it and said, hey, you know. It's it's so crazy that, uh, I, I don't know, I think, again, when you say that, I hear in my head, like, it doesn't fucking matter what kind of connection. If you have a connection with somebody, you have a connection with somebody. It doesn't fucking matter how it looks in the real world. The fact that you have a connection with somebody, I think, is is worth noting, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's something to be spoken for, and that's exactly what you did. So it's fucking beautiful. Yep. I mean, not not his end result, but the way you acknowledge it is pretty pretty poetic. Yeah. So is there anything you'd like to plug? Not today. No, not today. Not today. Um, well, I think I like I touched base with on the last one. Um... The merch store is on Etsy. Check out Me vs. Me merch on Etsy. And if you can't find it there, the link is in almost all the bios. If you can't find it anywhere, shoot me a message. I'll help you out. I will show you the way. I promise. But uh, until the next one, we love you. This is the way.